This is the Beginner's Guide to Human Design. I'm your host, Madeline Evergreen. This podcast makes understanding your human design chart super simple and easy. Have you ever looked at your chart and seen all those shapes, lines, arrows, and numbers and gotten lost in the descriptions? Me too. After countless hours of practice and study, I'm here to break it down for you. Now let's get into today's episode. Today we are talking about anybody with no inner authority. This is our last episode in the series about the authorities. And if this is your very first time listening, welcome. I'm thrilled to have you here. And when you're done with the episode today, I highly recommend going back to episode one and listen sequentially. This whole podcast is set up a little bit like a course. And if you're new to human design, You are going to learn so much if you go in order. But if you're somebody who is a lot more experienced and you really understand the language and the terminology, you can definitely jump around and pick the episodes that look the most interesting or applicable to you. So this topic of no inner authority is absolutely fascinating to me. It's the most unique and different of all the authorities. And remember that an authority is that voice inside of you, that aspect of yourself that you specifically should listen to when making decisions. And what does that mean? Well, are you supposed to listen to your head or your heart or your instincts or your intuition? Or what do you listen to when you're making a decision? And especially when you hear all these conflicting voices inside. According to your human design chart, everybody has one authority. So it's one aspect of yourself that is the number one place to listen to when you're going to make a decision. So what is this about? No inner authority? What is that? Does that mean you can't make any decisions or you just have to guess? Well, it's not that. And we're going to get into what this really means after the review of the week. Oh my goodness, you guys are seriously on it with these reviews. I'm so grateful. This review is on Apple Podcasts. It's a five-star review and it's titled, I've Fallen Head Over Heels. And she has these adorable, or he, these adorable emojis um, showing someone falling head over heels, basically. And this person said, I'm a newbie to human design, but I'm already so fired up to deep dive into every piece I can get my hands on. I'm loving this podcast and the way that she starts with the basics so that we can build a solid foundation. I'm constantly listening for how I can implement in my personal life and in my business. Thank you for showing us the way. Oh my gosh. If that was your review, first of all, thank you. I am sending you so many positive vibes. I'm seriously so grateful. And you win a prize. If that was you, just reach out to me over on Instagram. My handle is healthy underscore Madeline. Or you can email me at hello at MadelineEvergreen.com and let me know what username you used to create that review. And then I will answer either a very personal, big, deep human design question that you have about your chart, or I can explain your personal life theme, which is a pretty significant aspect of the chart that most beginners find difficult to understand on their own. So either one is fine with me. Happy to help. If you've ever had a reading done, it's likely that you've already gone over your life theme, but maybe you haven't. Who knows? 
And if anybody else out there listening wants to win this fabulous prize, all you need to do is write a review on Apple Podcasts and that's it. And then you're you're entered into the drawing every single week. It doesn't go in order. I scroll back and I'll just pick one each week. And I tend to pick the ones that look the most exciting. Like some of you have really gone crazy with the emojis and I think that is hilarious and so fun. Like this review looks like it has like, 20 emojis in it. And why would that matter? Why would anybody care? Well, it is fun. But also when you are so enthusiastic and personal in a review like that, it shows new listeners or potential listeners that people actually wrote the review. It's not bots. It's not something fake or whatever. You guys are really writing these truthful, excited, you know, really fun reviews. And then that helps somebody decide to try listening to the podcast. And believe me, it's working. Oh my goodness. I think last week we had our biggest day ever of downloads. Each week, more and more countries are starting to listen. And I'm hearing from more and more of you over on Instagram who are coming over. And I love this because it's helping so many more people learn about human design and start to figure out themselves and figure out their relationships and just have a better, more aligned life. And I wanted to share a tiny little personal story that I'm sure many of you have heard, especially if you follow me over on Instagram. I talk about this a lot, but my whole life up until the last, I would say, less than a year, I have severely struggled with health problems. I have had just tremendous amounts of issues with my health. And we're not going to get into all those details right now, but maybe let me know if you want to hear the full story sometime. But it wasn't until last year around this time, so last early, early in the year, January, February, March time, I started diving deeper into learning about manifestation, which led me to learning deeper about human design and how to get in alignment, how to release limiting belief systems that I'm holding on to. I added in a lot of new practices like hypnosis and tapping and uh, rapid resol- resolution therapy. I think that's what it's called, RRT, and a number of different modalities to help me to just get myself vibrating at a, at a higher vibe, feeling better, feeling more grounded. I've also been adding and working on my circadian rhythm and getting connected to nature better and just becoming more real and authentic and down like to my bones of who I am. And I followed my human design chart as best as I possibly could with full trust. I completely have dived in and I just follow my chart almost blindly. And that works for me. I know other people are more questioners and they need to do trial and error or really question what the chart is telling them. And that's that's part of your design. But for me, I have just flung myself into my chart and tried my very best to do what my chart says to do. And the results I've gotten from doing that are amazing. You're probably wondering, why is she talking about this? Well, my life is completely different. I have great health for the first time literally ever, and it feels almost effortless. I'm trying significantly less than I've ever tried before on my my health. Um, I still eat a really specific clean diet. I take supplements. I do a lot of different things. I exercise. I, I do all kinds of things. But 
I've noticed that I don't have to try very hard compared to what I've done in the past. And my health is just like getting better and better and better. And whatever I'm doing is working. And I truly believe that what is making the difference is that I'm getting in alignment with my design. I'm not just focusing on the diet or the supplements or the protocol or the detox or whatever it is, or finding more and more practitioners to see. I'm truly letting go of the extra stuff and just following what my design tells me, meaning like I really am trying to follow my authority. I'm not making decisions based off of logic or guilt or what other people think anymore. I'm making decisions based off of what lights me up. And then I think what the result is, is that I have a better life and my body is happier. When you go against your chart, you can end up holding on to a lot of issues in your physical body. Your body will break down and become diseased until you wake up. Like, wake up. Your body is telling you something when you have pain, when you have chronic health problems, when you're struggling, when you are so uncomfortable you can't stand it. Your body is telling you something. And one of those things might be that you're following too many shoulds or you're doing things out of guilt, or you're trying to please other people. And believe me, when you start doing things in alignment with your chart, even if it upsets other people, it's actually in alignment for them, and it does work out for everybody in the end. So this is just a little word of encouragement if you've kind of lost hope of, of, of why you're even learning this stuff. Like, what's the point of human design? Well, it's to help everybody have the most incredible life. If you're going to be here on this planet, you might as well have an an amazing time. So let's go into our topic today about no inner authority. This is sometimes also called outer authority or revelation intuition. So if you've seen those words on a description of your authority, that is what I'm talking about. And only reflectors and all reflectors have this authority. So this is literally an episode for reflectors. But if you're not a reflector, keep listening because you're going to want to know this stuff. Because when you come across reflectors, if you don't understand this about them, you'll have a really difficult time getting along with them. And I have some fabulous examples from some of you listeners who've shared experiences with this about how this has applied in their lives or their partner's lives. So why would only reflectors have this authority? What what is that all about? It's because reflectors don't have any energy centers colored in. All those big shapes all over their chart are white. And remember that the authority comes from one of the energy centers that's colored in. So if you don't have any, then that means that you have no inner authority. And those energy centers are colored in because of where the sun was at the time you were born and also three months before you were born. So everybody other than a reflector, all the other energy types, so that would be manifestors, manifesting generators, generators, and projectors, those people are all powered by the sun. But reflectors are different and they are powered by the moon. So what does this mean? It means that reflectors always need to wait a full moon cycle or 28 days to make important decisions. And for medium-sized decisions, wait until you've experienced at least two different moods before making a decision. And we're going to get more into that in a moment. Now, this waiting a full moon cycle doesn't necessarily apply to tiny decisions like what to wear or what to eat for breakfast. Now, 
that seems pretty obvious because you can't wait a month that morning to decide what you're going to eat right then. And you can look at this like the world, the vibration of the planet and the other people are not going to be affected by your small decisions as a reflector. But the world is going to be affected by your big decision. So what is a big decision? Obviously, that is up to your own personal judgment. But it would be things like, should you marry this person? Should you take this job? Should you buy this house? Should you move? Should you switch careers? Should you go to college? You know, should you, maybe even a big decision like, should you cut your hair or dye your hair blonde? I mean, for some people, maybe that's a small decision. For other people, that is a huge decision. So it's up to your own judgment on what is a big or a small or a medium decision. But if it is something that's kind of medium, like, let me think of an example, like, like, should you buy kind of expensive tickets to a concert in the summer? That's a, you know, a financial decision to make, but it's not probably going to make or break the entire rest of your life. So maybe that would be a medium-sized decision. And if you really can't wait a month to decide, like the, the time is ticking and you have to make a decision, then you would wait until you've experienced at least two different moods before making the decision. So you need to experience different moods because as a reflector, when you're in different environments or you're around different types of people, you are like a chameleon or a sponge and you're going to kind of experience what it's like to be those people. You really pick up on them and you're a mirror for them. So when you're making a medium-sized decision, you would want to experience at least two different kind of like personality types or moods that you are going through, and think about that decision while you're in those two different states or moods, and then you can move forward with a decision. But when you're allowing yourself to wait a full moon cycle or 28 days to make a very big important decision, you would want to pay attention to what you think about that decision as you cycle through many different moods, not just two, but many of them. It's normal for you to feel differently about a decision at different times of day and in different situations. And the decision needs to feel right to you on many different days and times and places for you to choose that thing. Think about it consistently for a full moon cycle and notice if you overwhelmingly feel good or bad about it. Think about the decision when you're in all different types of moods, happy, irritable, sad, energized, drained, all different kinds of moods. Think about it when you're around people that you don't like and people that you do like. This is going to help you to try it on in all different kinds of perspectives or different lights. And then I just wanted to remind everybody, I'm sorry, I'm cutting myself off for a second here. We'll come back to the topic in a moment. But if you haven't gotten the free authorities cheat sheet guide, um, please go get that. You don't have to stop the episode or anything. Maybe you just come back to this. But I did make a really, really helpful guide that goes along with these authority episodes. And it will help you to see the teachings or the lessons on paper. And there's a couple of images and graphs and different things that can make this easier to understand, especially if you're not just only an auditory learner. So you can get that guide at madelineevergreen.com backslash decisions or find the guide in the show notes if you are listening on Apple Podcasts or a different app that does have show notes. Okay, let's get back into this. 
So as a reflector, when you are in decision-making mode for that month, try this perspective. Allow the answer to reveal itself to you. Most of human design and society is telling us to pull the answers out of ourselves, like pull it out of your emotions or your intuition or your heart. But it doesn't work that way for a reflector. You are so, so, so sensitive to so much information because all of your energy centers are white. So you have to get very quiet and listen and pay attention to what messages are coming to you over many days or weeks. And fast-paced, instinctual decisions aren't going to serve you. So here's a special tip. Train the people in your life to understand this. Tell them that you will need a few weeks or even a month to come up with an answer, even if it's socially awkward or unconventional or inconvenient. And I have some examples of people doing this. Um, I mean, in a few moments, I'm going to share some things that you listeners have told me about this, where you've actually, you know, requested that you do get a month to decide something that conventionally would be decided in a few days or a week. And it usually ends up working out when you ask. And here's another special tip for all of us who are not reflectors. Make sure that you have a lot of patience and a lot of grace for reflectors. Don't rush them or push them to make decisions and don't get impatient with them. They have the potential to help society more than everybody. So we must make space and time for them to be making decisions their way because they are going to be changing the world with that. And we don't want to force people to act out of alignment with their design. So next, I have a really fun section of the episode. I'm going to be reading some of your notes to me. I reached out to a bunch of reflectors over on Instagram. I just have to tell you, you reflectors, uh, what is it called? Message, DM me all the time. I'm constantly getting messages from you and I love it because I don't know almost any reflectors in real life and I rarely come across them, you know, just out and about, but for some reason you're flocking to me over on Instagram and I think that's great and it's really exciting. So, I'm going to read some of your messages about what this has been like for you as a reflector you know, working with the moon cycle, working with your authority. And this first one is from Bex, and she's actually talking about her husband, Brody, who is a reflector. And she sent me a lot of voice messages, so I'm not going to play those, but I'm just going to reiterate some of what she said. I asked her, you know, what has this been like for your husband working with the moon cycle to make a decision? And she said that it can actually take multiple months for him to decide something. But once he makes a decision, everything falls into line very, very quickly. And that's something I've actually heard from a bunch of you. So that's kind of interesting here. So an example of everything falling into line quickly, um, it took him a very long time to decide to buy a house. But as soon as he did decide, all of a sudden the perfect house showed up in their life. And a similar type of thing happened with him getting a job. She also thinks that Brody always gains wisdom and clarity after he follows his authority. So she was just pointing out, it's interesting that it seems like for a reflector, they spend so much time mulling over these decisions and paying attention to how um, they fluctuate throughout the month 
that they end up wiser or smarter or having more clarity once it's actually decision time. Versus for her, for Bex, she has a splenic authority, which is totally the opposite. It's very fast and it's very spontaneous. So she doesn't really feel like she gets wisdom or a lot of answers when she uses her authority. She just knows like yes or no, does she want to do it? But she doesn't really have any thing to back that up with, which is fine. Definitely not bad. It's just an observation to have. Now, she also wrote a little bit more. She said, he says that actually taking longer to make decisions is something that feels natural to him. He says that it's mostly the pressure of others that make him decide something prematurely. He also said that making quote unquote easy decisions doesn't necessarily take less time for him to sort out. He needs a lot of time to process and absorb things. He also said having certain things predetermined, like a capsule wardrobe or a reasonable workout schedule, makes things a lot easier for him. So that's interesting about having some things in life predetermined, like the capsule wardrobe and the workout schedule. I wonder if that would also work for other reflectors. And then it's interesting that she says that he doesn't, he's not able to make small decisions quickly. Well, I wonder what that means. I'd be curious to know um, what he thinks is a small decision or what is quickly. Like, does it take him a few minutes or a few hours or does he still need to take a month to decide on a small decision? So those would just be some kind of follow-up questions that are popping into my mind. This next one is from Kenzie over on Instagram and she said, I take forever to make decisions, and I also struggle making them in the first place, big or small. I haven't specifically noticed correlation with my decision-making and where the moon is in its cycle, though since we've met, I've been trying to pay a little more attention to it now. I always notice for big decisions if I can try to take several days and weigh the pros and cons and pay attention to feelings surrounding a choice before I make said decision, though. And then I asked her some follow-up questions, um, like about making group decisions, if that's difficult. And she said, in the past, depending on the decision, I often would defer to the group if I didn't feel strongly about a choice or if I didn't want the pressure of making the big decision. If I did feel strongly about a decision, I would often defer to asking a lot of questions about the choice I didn't necessarily agree with so that I could, one, understand the other person's viewpoint and eventually become comfortable with the choice, or two, get the other person to a point through asking questions and having them realize through their answers that maybe that isn't the best choice after all. And if I feel really strongly about something, which I would say isn't super often because I like hearing my options, even if I don't want to make a decision, that's the point where I make my feelings about the decision known. So I do want to point out something that she said um, at the beginning about that she likes to take several days to weigh the pros and cons and pay attention to feelings surrounding a choice. That is might work for her, maybe. But I'm thinking, this is just a thought, I'm thinking that maybe she would do better actually letting go of any pros and cons and not paying attention to things like feelings or emotions, because that would really go with an emotional authority, and instead use that tactic of going through about a month's time 
and think about the decision when you're in lots of different moods and around lots of different people or environments and times of day and not have pros and cons. Because when you get into the pros and cons, that is starting to get into being more of a mental authority that I think we talked about last week. Yeah, we did. Where that's using more logic and that's not really going to be helping somebody as a reflector. But also, sometimes things kind of get lost in translation when it's just a quick note. So I'm really not sure. Maybe that really does work for Kenzie. Okay, let's move on and talk about Bronwyn over on Instagram again. When I asked her about using her no inner authority or waiting for the moon, she said, that part definitely resonates with me. I get really anxious if I get pressured into making a decision quickly. I like to have as much time as possible to sit with it and feel it out. An example is back in October, I was offered an opportunity to open a new office location for my company in another city. It took me probably close to four to five weeks to decide because I had to think on it for so long and from so many different perspectives and angles. That time is so important for me, but usually they give people about a week to make that kind of decision, so it helps explaining to people how your process works and that you need time. Luckily, they were respectful in giving me the space, and I'm so happy I had that time to decide because I didn't end up doing it, and I would have regretted going and resented it if I had jumped right in and didn't think about it enough over the month. I will say sometimes it can be a real struggle though because with some big life decisions you can't take a month to decide like with real estate for example and that's why it's so daunting to me because I would like at least a month ideally to decide if I want to put an offer in on a place but unfortunately can't have that luxury so maybe speaking to that would be incredible. Well I would love to be able to speak to that but honestly I don't know what to say because I'm not a reflector, so I don't connect to what that's like very well. I'm a much, um, I'm a really, really fast person that makes quick decisions naturally. So that's why I actually reached out to so many of you to um, share these stories because I don't relate to it and I don't come across a lot of people with this, but I know that it's really valuable. So the first thing that pops into my mind is that that is amazing that you did advocate for yourself when deciding if you were going to open a new location in another city and you told them you needed that time and then they respected you. So that's really great. But yes, of course, in some cases, like putting an offer on a house, you do have to decide right away. So I think if that were me, And if I only had maybe a few hours to decide or overnight, I would have to get myself alone and find some methods of doing some kind of reflection, whether it's going to be journaling, whether it's going to be meditation and tuning in. Um, I would also just personally, I'm not saying everybody needs to do this, but I would ask my guides and my angels and my supporters out there for help and for them to give me an answer and make it extremely clear that I cannot even miss it. I do that all the time and it works and I love it. And so that might be a tactic to use, but um, honestly, I don't have like a perfect answer for you on that one. So if anybody else does have a perfect answer, definitely please reach out and let me know. Now, this last one that I want to read is from Angela over on Instagram. And she said, I'm just pulling it up here. She said, 
So I am the opposite, actually. I am extremely impulsive, but I have learned the hard way that making impulsive choices has cost me a lot. I usually regret it. I have had to teach myself to wait when making a choice, even though it's hard. I'm still working on it, but it has actually been life-changing for me. I am by no means perfect at all, but I have actually started creating calendar reminders to wait a moon cycle for many things. The best example I can think of right now is me starting a new hobby. I wanted to sign up for a new fitness class, but I didn't know what, and so I decided to wait. I set a reminder on my calendar, and one moon cycle later, I looked it up again. There just happened to be a Groupon for aerial yoga that wasn't there before. I love it, and I'm so happy I waited until the timing was right. So that's pretty fascinating that she says that she it feels like the opposite, like she's very impulsive, but she's learned that that doesn't work for her. And I think that that happens a lot in human design where we can end up feeling the opposite of our chart. Like I know for me, I am a non-specific passive manifester and I would love to be an active manifester because I love dwelling on my dreams and goals and visions and I love to talk about them incessantly and I love to research them and look at them and do all the things. I would love to do rituals and vision boards and like a hundred percent focus on attracting these things. But I've noticed that when I do that, it's like it repels it and I never get that thing. And it isn't until for me, I set it and forget it and I completely put it out of my mind fully. That's when it gets attracted into my life. And I don't really enjoy that. It's not as fun for me and it's not very enjoyable, but I do enjoy the results. So I do it anyways. But I think that we can end up having conditioning or just personalities that come out that aren't always 100% in line with our designs. And so that's why it's so important to learn what the chart is saying and then try it to see if it actually works better. Even if you think that you're not that way, sometimes when you try it, you see it does work or maybe it doesn't and then you just use your own judgment. So I did have a few more examples to share, but the episode is already getting up to a half an hour now. And so we are going to save those maybe for another time, or maybe we'll kind of go through those over on Instagram. And remember, we do lots and lots of fun interaction over there about human design and breath work and spirituality and all kinds of different things to do with health. So if you are just wanting to get in touch, join me over at healthy underscore Madeline on Instagram. And I'm so grateful for you listening today. Please take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your socials and tag me. And I would just love to see where you're listening from. Somebody from Africa has been tagging me a lot lately, and I'm just like blown away that people are actually listening in Africa. That is so cool. So if that's you... Hi. Thank you. I am so grateful. Okay, everybody, we're moving into a whole different phase in the next episode. So you can look forward to that. It's a big mystery until we're actually there. So I will catch you all next time. 